0: Welcome back to the Mail Right Show. Today, we are on episode 291, and we are thrilled, overjoyed, excited to have uh, Krista Mayshore back on the show. She came on the show, uh, John is saying a year, I think it was like a year and a half, maybe two years ago, regardless of when it was, Krista was uh, busily starting a second company. She was already a real estate agent and she was getting into real estate coaching and now she's had incredible success. And We're going to talk to her all about that. Krista, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our guests and let them know how awesome you are.
1: Hi, Robert and Jonathan. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being back here. I, man, if it, if it was in the beginning, it's been three years, but I don't think it's been that long, but like I started my coaching uh, company three years ago. So um, but yeah, so I have, I'm a real estate broker. I'm um, with EXP Realty and Homes by Krista, and I've been in the industry for 20 years. Um, top 1% realtor just about every year that I've been in the industry. And um, about three years ago, I opened up a coaching company. Now I coach real estate agents and lenders from across the country on how to utilize uh, digital marketing and social media to really expose themselves to the masses.
0: Beautiful. And you've got your elevator pitch down. (laughs) All right. My amazing co-host, Jonathan, is a WordPress developer extraordinaire who uh, has a number of companies as well. He's uh, got a learning management system company and he's got a real estate marketing company, which is why he founded the podcast that you're listening to. He's an amazing guy. Uh, John, why don't you go ahead and tell uh, everybody a little bit about yourself?
2: Oh, uh, like I say, what was said, I'm the founder of Mailrite. MailWrite is a platform that gets you quality leads. Using the power of Facebook and video, we've got a number of ele- elements to the MailWrite platform. Go over, sign up, you get the first three months for free. You're not risking anything and it's a powerful platform. Over to you, Robert.
0: And my name is Robert Newman, I am a <laughs> I am the dying breed. I am the singular guy in the United States that is the real estate SEO expert. The only guy that will talk to you about long-term instead of short-term stuff. So, uh, if for some reason you're the one person out of 100 that that fascinates. Go to inboundrem.com and you can learn more about me. In the meantime, what I
2: I John, did you already have a question that you had teed up or Yeah, we we're going to start the conversation with um With a um, video that Christine done recently, um, and it was about using Instagram and specifically Instagram stories. I thought it was an interesting topic that we haven't had a lot of people who know anything about on the show, and we could start it off and then move on to some other subjects. Okay. Yes. So, you just want me to talk?
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's over to you, Krista. I I I am actually sorry. I
1: don't know
2: what the video is that he's referencing, so I'm assuming... I don't that, either. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, right. okay. No. We, well, you know, we don't have to start with, it, with uh, Instagram. Well, can you, are you happy to yeah, discuss yeah, so
1: it? I create a lot of content, so I'm not sure. But yeah, so um, Instagram stories is great. It's kind of like your own personal little um, mini reality TV show, and uh, it's a great way for your audience to get to know you. The thing about Instagram stories is that you can literally um, produce as much content as you want without oversaturating people or you know bothering them because it's, it's a story and they want to see what's going on in your life. It's different than in your news feeds because the stories are really, really quick. They can just kind of like keep tapping and kind of see what you're doing and kind of go through your day very, very quickly. And it's just a great way to, to really, really, really engage your audience, get them to know you on, on a little bit more of a personal level. And you can also do some brand building and bring in, products and services that you're selling as well. So, you know, we we use Instagram as well as Facebook and LinkedIn and pretty much all of the platforms.
2: So what kind of, what do you think are some of the main differences between using the difference between Instagram and uh, Facebook when it comes to video? Are there any particular things you got to know about um, before you dive into it?
1: Yeah, so Instagram is a little bit more of a younger crowd. So you're, you're, you're a little bit more of the millennials are on Instagram. Um, and, and it's actually becoming more and more popular, even with, you know, you know 30, you know, 35 to 50 years old. But um, definitely, definitely more the millennials are on it than, than they are on Facebook. In fact, a lot of millennials aren't even on Facebook, whereas people my age, I'm going to be 50 here pretty soon. You know, we're, we're mostly on Facebook and now we've migrated over to Instagram. Um, I think it's really important just to be on as many platforms as you can, as long as you could actually do them. Meaning I have a team, so it's easier for me to be able to kind of be on multiple platforms. Uh, if you don't have a team, I would say really, really try to pick at least one or two and really be dedicated to just posting on there as much as you can really utilizing how well does the, the software works. Um, Facebook really is my specialty and that's where I focus most of my attention and time and I have for years and years. Um, and so, uh, yeah, if you're going to, you're going to, if you if you only have you're only one person, just try your best to pick one platform where your target ideal audience is hanging out, and then learn how to master that and let it work the best that it can for you.
2: Well, there's the well, this focus on Facebook. So, where do you think Facebook is in 2021 as a platform that real estate agents can use to help them get leads? Where what's the big picture? How do you see things at the present moment? With Facebook.
1: I love Facebook advertising. And I know everybody's worried about the whole iOS update, but really the strategy that I use, we're not worried about it at all. And basically, you know, last year alone, we we sold I sold 90 homes last year, which is which is for me a really not a good year at all. I usually set to like 150, but I'm I'm coaching 99% of the time. I just work on my real estate business <coughs> about five hours a month. And that five hours consists of me just making sure my team is doing everything that they're supposed to and then creating video uh, scripts and then recording video content um, and then taking that video content and then my team properly distributes it. I don't show up for listing appointments anymore. Um, and as I said, we we did 90 transactions, 88 of them were sellers. And from just one strategy that we use on Facebook, just one strategy, we generated 48 closed seller transactions in 2020, generating in $740,600 in real estate commissions. And that was with less than a $12,000 like ad spend. So like $1,000 a month for that one strategy. So that, and so, and, and that's kind of true and it's kind of not. And what I mean by that is, is that it's bigger than just like creating this one ad that will generate these, you know, people to raise their hand and say, I want a CMA. So for the CMA ad specifically it was around $12,000, but it's the whole strategy that that I do beforehand, which makes the conversion so strong. For example, Just in the past seven days, right now, inventory is absolutely like completely across the country. There's no inventory whatsoever. And we generated two listings this past, in the past seven days, one for 1.1 million and one for 665000 from this strategy of people requesting a market analysis. But how it starts is, is that we create content based upon a problem that we're seeing in the market. So I've been focusing on seller problems. The problems that sellers are having right now is that they want to sell, but they're afraid if they sell, they're not going to be able to find a replacement property. So the the content that I created for the past past 60 days has all been around giving sellers solutions to selling and how they can still find a replacement property or things they can do to protect them and keep them safe. So we create content we don't ask somebody to do anything as far as take action until we know for sure that they're interested in that specific content. So for example, if I'm creating videos around selling during, you know, when inventory is low and I can see that somebody through played, watched the entire thing, then I send them another video and they watch that. I know those people are probably interested in selling. So then like the third action is either download, uh, you know, request as market analysis, and then it's go to, a, you know, a savvy seller, seminar, virtual, right? Where there's like all these videos answering them questions. Then I target them past client testimonials. Then I target them, um, you know, my marketing, marketing examples. Then I continue to target them more examples about selling and nurturing them. So when you do that, when you do it that way, and you don't initially ask for them to raise their hand and give you their information the conversions are a lot easier. So what we find is is that the more content that we create and the long, the more that we're funneling people down and retargeting, and they're engaging. That when they when they do convert, they stick, right? They stick, and so um, the the process is: Hey, I'd like my, my goal is to get them to raise their hand and request a market analysis. And from that market analysis, uh, a more than fifty percent will do what we call two step, where they're actually giving us more information. They're giving us, you know, how what, when they're thinking about moving upgrades in the home, do they have a pool, You know, name, phone number, email address, like address the whole nine yards. Those are very, very serious buyers. So once we once they do what we call two-step, then we follow that up with like a series of 11 different steps that we do to, to guarantee that we actually get that listing, right? It's not just email them, email them a CMA, it's drop off a market analysis, drop off uh, my copy of my book, what to expect when you're selling, um, go back home, do a video, on Zoom, we're going over the market analysis, so they can you can explain what the market analysis is and develop more of a relationship that way. Send a digital copy of the book, send the digital copy of the marketing plan, send a copy of the of the um, seller's guide. So that's like the after effect what somebody gets when they raise their hand to say they want one. So when you combine the fact that we are absolutely getting people to know us, like us, and trust us, position ourselves as the authority, break down their barriers, like really develop a relationship with them, a one-sided one, right? Because they know us and we don't really know them. But that if you follow it up with these other specific strategies in a very sequential, timely fashion um, with certain steps, that it's just like very, very easy to convert.
2: Oh, I'm blown away. Uh, over to you, Robert. Robert.
0: So I heard. So for everybody that uh, is listening to the show, I was telling Krista a story about how uh, we ended up sharing a prospect, and actually, funnily enough, she converted the prospect, and I did not. Um, But Ron is uh, or Ron Wood, who I already asked if I could use his name, and he said fine. But um, had mentioned to me that um, that he had thought that you had done some type that he. Was talking to me about uh, funnels, and um, it seems like when I listened to you, that you had that you you have a lot of experience with funnels. Is that a correct uh, yeah, assumption? Sorry. So
1: I've, okay. I've I've built five million dollar funnels. We just got our ten x award, our two CCX award, which is like we've we've done ten million dollars in uh, from one like funnel strategy so all of our funnels go down to another funnel so we just got our two ccx award um and russell brunson who's the owner of click funnels just asked me to speak as one of the to his like two comma club members uh, he asked me to speak as a two ccx member like teaching you know how i how we've generated because we've done almost 13 million dollars in um February. so in 37 so just under three and a half years so in like 36 39 months so three years and three months we've done about $13 million in sales online, just in coaching, not in real estate. There's more with real estate.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. So actually I should, I should actually go back and change something slightly. It's not so much that, uh, that I, I actually don't remember if I had talked to Ron about mentioning his name, but I will say this. Is that uh, he? Name. Don't worry. <laughs> he said he 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 said brilliant, brilliant, brilliant things about you, which is actually what I wanted to mention. Aww. Is that that he spoke incredibly highly of you and your services, and it's pretty rare that when I personally talk to somebody offline and I talk to them about a coach, most of the time you're not getting like really deeply positive feedback. There's usually there's a little bit of resistance. Real estate agents are tough to service. They they oftentimes don't necessarily see the value that you're presenting. Somehow or another, you've managed to communicate value inside the process, which this particular person really saw and then communicated to me. And I, I just wanted to kind of drop you a note online, live in front of all these people that, hey, I'm getting incredibly good feedback, strong feedback about what you're doing. And if I'm honest I'm really familiar with Brunson's work. I've studied it as almost any professional digital marketer has. I don't pursue funnels quite the way that he lines them up. But anybody from Neil Patel to me, you got to study funnels inside the digital marketing space. So I'm glad that you acknowledge that you've worked with him. What would you say now, have you worked with him or is he working with you? Like, did you study with him or did you look at his stuff or is he literally just saying... I've seen your work, Krista, and I think you're brilliant. Come talk.
1: Well, he I do have him on video saying that I'm the number one real estate trainer in the world. But... Um... I actually went, I'm in Russell's inner circle. So I have paid Russell to um, be in his inner circle and get access to his trainings. And so I've paid him well over $60,000 to, and which is the best great money well, well spent um, to learn this process. And funnels are amazing, but if you don't have good ads, the funnels don't work. If you don't have good funnels the ads don't work right so it's like it's a, it's not just a funnel or an ad and it's it's not just a video it's really about the strategy behind it um, there's so many different moving parts i think and over the past 3 years i mean i have a psychology major and my bachelor's degree is in psychology and i just think that there's a there's a science behind the psychology of a buyer and a seller right and i've sold over 2200 homes so i really understand the psychology of a buyer and seller and if you take old school techniques and the 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 problems and the worries and the fears that buyers and sellers go through, and then you attach a digital component to it, right? Funnels, lead magnets, landing pages, and you start marketing like the 21st century, like you should be, and not doing the old school techniques like open houses and cold calling and door knocking, but you really start thinking about how do I reach these people in the masses? How do I serve them, you know, and, and really expose myself and my properties online, like to the masses, and really, really stand out as somebody that's different. That's why very thank you so much for saying that i I love my coaching program and I, i put so much energy into it so i really appreciate that when people recognize it so thank you for saying that but i think when you can when you can give somebody that that different approach to real estate and you know my students we don't even we don't talk about things like open houses or like or door knocking it doesn't even come up right it's all about really really transforming their business their mindset Um, you know, mindset has such a huge part to do a success for an agent, we have to really, really get rid of their limiting beliefs that they can or can't do certain things and really teach them what I call the millionaire producing mindset. Um, Because my goal is to have all my students be millionaires, right? We have created several of them over the past few years. um, Because it's just they deserve it. And, you know, these poor agents have just been taught like that they just need to sacrifice their soul and work every weekend and work every night and all these things. And it's like, Because they don't, they're a commodity, right? They're, they're just a commodity and. The last, you know, five or six years that I was working, I would not work weekends. I'd stop. My last point would be at four o'clock and people would wait for me. You know, the year I left to go to coaching, I sold 154 homes with just myself and a transaction coordinator and assistant. It wasn't this huge team. And people would, would respect my time because my product and service that I gave was just so unique and so different. And I think that many agents are lacking that, right? And now more than ever, with everything going on in the industry, with Zillow basically becoming a brokerage and trying to put us all out of business, we really, really need to. To be different and unique as much as possible.
2: I think that's a good time, um, Robert, for us to go for our break.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to we're gonna be right back. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to toss over a question to John. Um, I have a lot of things to mention. I want to point out some inbound marketing stuff that I've seen you do. I, I actually did a lot of research for this particular show, which would impress John. So um, with no further ado, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Mailride Show. It's episode 281. We are with a, a rock star real estate coach who has also currently and previously been a rock star top 1% agent. Her name is Krista. May sure, and if you haven't already looked her up and you're interested in learning some great stuff on youtube, uh I strongly recommend that you do so. so without any further ado, John, I want to give you a chance to get a breath uh, like an uh, a breath in edgewise here because, like I said, I actually did research, so I have tons of questions. Go ahead and uh, take it away, sir so
2: pleased to hear that Robert uh, <laughs> um, so you made some strong remarks about Zillow in the first at the end of the first half of our interview Krista um so how does an agent, is a big question, you know, you're, you're not very, I don't think you're going to be on Zillow's Christmas uh, card list. Uh, um, so how does an agent in 2021 make them different than what you, those lovely words you said about Zillow?
1: Yeah. So I really um, think that what Zillow is doing, I get it, they're a business, but um Real estate agents have basically been paying Zillow over the past numerous years. Me included. I paid Zillow for for leads as well. Um, It's probably the worst money that I've spent. I mean, when I really look at how much money I've made from Zillow compared to Facebook advertising, I should have stopped a long, long time ago, but we are paying Zillow to put us out of business. Zillow, Um, recently took, they've, they've gotten rid of all of my past sales. So it shows I have never sold a house before on Zillow. Their premier agents that are paying them, they've kept theirs up and they're telling us that, oh, it's a mistake and there's an issue. They got rid of all of my reviews that I I have hundreds of them um, and not all of them are backed up. Only some of them are. And it's just, it's almost like they're lying. They're lying to the public. So they're telling the public I have zero past sales so that the public will go use their Agents that are mostly our agents because they couldn't make it as real agents, right? It's like, hey, if you can't sell and you suck, you're not making any money at all, go work for Zillow or real redfin as one of their agents. So people are going to be hiring agents that have don't have the experience, couldn't make it on their own, haven't sold a lot of houses, and that's who they're trusting. So Zillow is absolutely competing with us. Also, what Zillow is doing, and I have i like got screenshots of this, is when people list their homes. Zillow, not the brokerage, but Zillow, the um Malette, the uh, you know, Zillow is sending emails to to these homeowners telling them how they can get rid of their agents, giving them tips and tricks on how to get rid of their agent. It is pathetic what they're being allowed to do um in this in this, you know, especially with all the rules and guidelines that we have. And unfortunately, I'm not sure you know how deep of pockets in AR is with them, but I'm I'm just surprised that all these things are happening. And I really, really do believe that it's our responsibility as real estate agents to let the public know exactly what they're doing now when they're using Zillow. Problem is, is that it's like, they're a beast, right? It's like Amazon. Like dealing with Zillow is like dealing with Amazon. Um, And the same, the, the broker, the owner of Zillow, he actually is the same guy that put, you know, was it Travelocity? He put, you know, most travel agents out of business and he's trying to do the exact same thing right now with real estate agents. So, Everyone really does need to be aware. They need to educate people. When when people go to Zillow to get information, they're really going to a brokerage. And so you've got to think, you know, how accurate is that information? Is, does Zillow have the, did the consumer's best interests at heart or do they have Zillow's? And my, my I will say that they have Zillow's best interests at heart. Because the fact that they're taking away the sales of, of top producing agents and saying that they're zero, that shows they do not have, the consumer's best interest at heart because the consumer should want to go to an agent that's sold more homes, it has more experience, it has more relevance. So it's just really, really sad what's happening.
2: Yeah, I fundamentally totally agree with you, actually. Um I put this I put this last week to our guest and um because really what they're what they're really attempting is a redfin model, which hasn't been that greatly successful, but I put it to our guest and he said well, they might do better because they're Zillow. They're more, they're more focused on on the customer experience. But um, I actually think it's not going to work out that great for them. And I think, I think more agents are waking up to the reality. What do you think?
1: I think I think a lot of a lot of agents are I think um you know it's funny one of my students she's she's Alicia Collins she's closing 40 transactions she, she actually said 50 but I'm just going to say 40 so it's low but she said she's doing 40 transactions since the beginning of the year and she went back to track and not one of them is from Zillow and she spends a, a numerous amount of money on Zillow so it all has to do from from her facebook advertising her video marketing her retargeting and all that so i was like i've been telling you quit using zillow and the thing about zillow too is the amount of leads that actually convert it's it's usually under 3% these leads are being distributed to everyone but if you can get leads from a different source so for example the reason why our conversions are so high on on um, through our you know through our facebook advertising is because we're doing brand awareness campaigns. I mean, we are, people are literally developing a relationship with me all the time because they're seeing my content. They're seeing my market updates. They're seeing my community videos. They're seeing my tips and tricks videos. They're seeing me, you know, go to a restaurant and talk about the best hot dogs in town. I mean, they're seeing me all over the place. So when they call my company, um, and my brother shows up now, right? But they're calling because they already know that they, that they, that they you know, they, they like us, right? They, or they wouldn't be calling. So we've kind of already, we're winning before we arrive, right? Right. Just by them seeing us. So therefore, now when you make a phone call or, you know, you call a buyer or seller back, they always know exactly who I am. So it's, it's not a cold conversation. It's a warm conversation. And in fact, we do not do very many outbound calls. They're mostly all inbound. We're calling people back, but we don't do any kind of outbound calling. It's like an attraction-based model where the calls are coming into you.
2: Well, fantastic.
0: Over to you, Robert. Well, actually, that was what I was going to... That was what I was going to say. So the kind of marketing that I've always focused on, search engine optimization is a a designation. It says that you understand how the search engines work. And in this world that we live in, that kind of primarily means Google, right? Like when you're talking about real estate, that's mainly it. But the name of my company is Inbound Real Estate Marketing. The reason I'm saying that is because what I've focused on for the entirety of my lifetime, 35 years in sales, has been the concept of attraction marketing, which is what you're talking about. So you put up a video, the concept of that video appeals to somebody enough that they reach the end of the video, which is for you, what is a trigger inside your funnel. But what you're doing is you're giving somebody an ever increasing amount of information, which they find valuable. You're answering questions or solving problems for the people that you're that you're working with. You're doing a little bit of what I would refer to as push marketing because you're giving them a lot of marketing material like you, you outlined your 11 steps after somebody does some kind of marketing with you. But still, ultimately, what you are providing, which is something that I love in inbound marketing, is you're giving them a huge amount of data that you've created for them. And if they should happen to read it, they will probably receive a lot of value from it. Is that a gr- correct analysis of your marketing process?
1: Absolutely. Serve, don't sell, right? When you serve, don't sell, ultimately you will sell. So, you know, when you're, when you're adding values, you know, in order to be considered as a solution, you must be solving a problem, right? So figuring out what the problems that people are having and figuring out how to become that solution, taking a customer through the acquisition process from cold to warm to hot, right? Cold being they have a problem and don't even realize they have a problem or they have a problem, but they don't know what the solution is. I want to turn that that, that cold lead into a warm lead. Hey, there's a solution. Let me nurture you and explain what that solution is. And then ultimately get them to become a hot lead where now they know they have a problem. They know the solution and they know that I am absolutely the best solution to help them and to meet that need based upon how much I've served them before they got to that level, right? Um, it's so, so important. And and if you, there's a book called Sway and it, it talks about um, how there was a study done from MIT and there was a professor that they said was sick, right? And so they gave uh, these students Um, The biography of of the professor, 50% of them got, um, they got the exact same biography, talking about his accolades, his status, the schools he'd gone to, his experience, all these great things about him. The only thing that was different in both of these, these these, uh, biographies, should call them, was one of them said he's a rather warm person. The other one said he's a rather cold person. So, and so they, they gave 50, 50%, 50% got rather cold, 50% got rather warm. At the end, the ones that got rather cold said he was pompous and arrogant and, you know, conceited and just not a good teacher. Uh, the other ones that said he was rather warm, they all said he was very charming, a great teacher, very personable, just from those two words being different, right? So this is why this is important, because we have to understand that the preframe, what we're saying to somebody prior to them moving them up our, the acquisition phase, right? We've got to be able to bridge the gap from where they are to where they're going, and it's good sometimes to do blanket marketing. Blanket marketing means I'm speaking to everybody. But let me give you an example of of what the preframe looks like. If I say it is an amazing time to buy right now, interest rates are incredibly low and you know, you they're they're lower than they've ever been in history.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If I'm a veteran and I don't have any money in the bank, I'm a veteran. I've got a great job, but my credit score is not that great. I don't think probably that I can buy a home. So I'm not even hearing the message about being a great time to buy. But if I say, are you a veteran with no money down, not a lot of money in the bank, you've got an okay credit score, but you've got a job, a good job. Thank you, by the way, for serving our country. Did you know that you can probably purchase a home and most likely your payment will be less than what you're paying right now in rent and you've got a tax advantage. All of a sudden. That cold customer that never, ever thought that veteran that thought he could purchase now was like, oh my God, I could maybe buy. Now I'm going to give him more information about buying the solutions, um, the type of VA loans, how you can buy with no money down, you know, all these kind of things and educate him like crazy or her like crazy and then later on convert them, hey, go to my to my um, veterans buyer seminar on, you know, five things that we can do to help you get into home more quickly. Most people start there. Go to my seminar. Go to my buyer seminar. But if you start here and bring them up and you know, you're, you're targeting the right information to the right people, they're more likely to convert. It's the same thing about talking to a seller. Right now, sellers are afraid to sell because they're afraid they're not gonna be able to find a replacement property. So if I say it is an amazing time to sell your home right now, we are getting multiple offers and bidding wars. If you're thinking about selling, now's the time. However, if I'm a seller who's afraid of selling because I think that if I sell, I'm, I'm going to be homeless, right? I'm not going to have anywhere to go. When you tell me that it's a great time to buy, I'm tuning you out. But if I say, are you thinking about selling, but you're really afraid that you might be homeless because there's no inventory? Well, guess what? We've got solutions for you. Now all of a sudden, that person is listening. Do you get the difference? And yeah. so most people don't think about that. Most real estate agents, if they even do any content, they are putting the same content to the same people to everyone, and half the people aren't listening right now there's a time to do that like in my nurturing process when i bring them down the funnel and i'm trying to get them to continue to know like me and trust me i'm nurturing them that's great to do market updates and more blanket marketing but it's really important to also do messaging and marketing that speaks directly to a certain person
2: yeah i think it's fantastic it's time to wrap up the podcast part of the show robert and then we can go on with some bonus content uh, and over to you robert all right. So ladies and
0: gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the iTunes podcast. Uh, as I've been editing every episode, I'm asking all of our listeners, listen, if if Jonathan and I and amazing guests like Krista are providing you any value, we'd love to hear what kind of value we're providing in the form of a review on iTunes. Our, our iTunes reviews, which are excellent, are, are a little outdated and we're looking for some new ones. So. Uh, without any further ado, Krista, uh, how would you like people to find you? Because I know they're going to.
1: Yes, thank you so much. So I've got um, a two-day event that I do once a month. It's You go to kristamayshore.com slash the number two, days live. That's kristamayshore.com slash two days live. I do a two day, about 20 hours worth of coaching where I go over the exact same strategy I was talking about where we got the 48 seller transactions and talk about all about digital marketing and video and how to properly use it. It's only $97, It's $10,000 value. You will absolutely walk away from there just like blown away. Um, And I promise you, you'll learn a lot more than what you're knowing right now. So if you're interested, that's where you can find me.
0: Lovely. And John, this
2: how, uh, how would you like people to reach out to you? <laughs> you just go to the mail the com website. We've got a, a great selection of interviews from expert, expert like Christy. Um, Been blown away. Hopefully she can stay on for uh, a little while. We can have some bonus content, which you'll be able to see on the Mail Right YouTube channel. Um, but if you want to talk to me, just go to the Mail Right website, Robert.
0: All right. And ladies and gentlemen, if for some reason there's something that you want to learn about search engine optimization or my take on inbound marketing, which is slightly different than Krista's and and other people that are leveraging paid platforms, then you can go to inboundrem.com. If Krista's going to agree to uh, stay on the show with us, what I'd like to talk about for those final 10 minutes on video is a little bit more about Taking control of your marketing destiny, uh, using multiple platforms, not relying on one. She touched briefly earlier in the show about Zillow. Both John and Krista expressed some strong opinions. I'd like to add my thoughts into that uh, after we come back for uh, the bonus. So, with no further ado, thank you for turning, tuning in. <music>